The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you, May 5th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us, Brenda. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Well, oh, why, thank you very much. You're welcome. Very yes. great day to celebrate. I was coming back through town yesterday evening for a special event, and I saw all the activities on Tom McCall uh, Waterfront Park. Yep, yep. That'll be one of my stories, in fact. This morning will be the big festival. That, all that's right. happening, Fiesta. Happening on Tom McCall Waterfront Park. Yeah, I, I kind of always see the Cinco de Mayo Fiesta as the kickoff to the oh. waterfront festival season. Because right after that, then you kind of roll right into the Rose Festival, which is the end of this month and into June. Into so June. yeah, here we go. All right, well, let it begin. I've never been to the Cinco de Mayo Festival on the waterfront. I have. Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, fun. So, and of course, on Sunday, it's the Mariachi Mass. The Mariachi Mass. That's right. It's Mass with uh, uh, Bishop Archbishop Emeritus John Blasney. Yep. And they'll have a Mariachi Band as the choir. Uh, that would be a, a good time. Yeah. I think it might be a good time. Yeah, definitely so. But anyway, yeah, Friday, here we are. We made it through the week and. Uh, the heat kicked on this morning. So in your I, house? I had the air conditioning on several days ago, and now the heat kicked on. So it's kind of your up and down May weather. Your system is like, will you please pick one yeah, come or on. the other? What are you doing here? Why, why am I having to work, you know, double shift here? That's it. But uh, yeah, it's going to be more of the uh, heat-like uh, system, I think, through the weekend. I mean, not bad. Yeah, it's going to be probably in the low 60s. But I, I was reading next week at this time. It looks like we're back into some more sunny, yeah, warm weather. Could maybe even be, be nearing 80 again. So that would Ooh. be nice. Hey, I love it. All right. Well, you know what I love? What's I love that, that it's Friday yes. and we're, we're heading <laughs> yes. into a weekend. So lots of activity in the Aiken household last night. Uh, we had a big move around. Uh, and my daughter and son-in-law, they uh, moved back into our home for a short term. They're they're working on saving the last bit of a down payment for their own place oh, they're nice. trying yeah. to get into. But Excellent. they need a little help. And fortunately, we are excited to be able to have uh, room yeah. to house them for the next few months. But boy... They got a lot of stuff. So I got stuff in my bonus room. I've got stuff in the garage. I got stuff in the living room. Yeah. And uh, so I've got a big project ahead over this weekend. Are you going to have to rearrange a few things? Oh, we're going to have to rearrange a lot. The first thing was is I lost my space in the garage. I have to park out in the oh, driveway yeah. because uh, we can't. We don't have street parking yeah. in our neighborhood. And since I'm the first one to go in the morning... Then I got to be able to get I out. I hear you. So. so at least you're heading into the nice weather months. I think so. Yeah. I think that's the best part of it. So you don't have, have to, to worry be, uh, about scraping ice and oh, those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, hopefully, <laughs> don't say that. Never no. say never. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. So anyways, but yeah, so it was exciting. Uh, went to the uh, Keller Auditorium yesterday, me and my yeah, daughter. Yeah, We caught a fantastic musical called Come From Away. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting title. I didn't know what it was, but it was just a beautiful retelling of the people of Gander, Newfoundland, right. who literally doubled their population uh, on 9-11 when airspace over the U.S. was shut down. They had these incoming flights, and they were trying to find places to put them. Mm-hmm. 7,000, 7,000 passengers landed in this small town. And it just kind of was a story about how the people came together to support them all. And the story of the people on the flights, well, trying to get home. Yeah. It was beautiful. Good play. Oh, one I recommend it, except that it was sold out last night. So I'm not sure how many tickets are still available. And you said a musical. It's a musical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just kind of, just... Just really beautifully done. You wouldn't imagine that, but uh, it it was actually beautifully well done. And, of course, that leads to discussion. I was talking to my daughter, who incredibly, as I was going through all of the events, Mm -hmm. you know, 9-11 shaped so much of our lives over the last, you know, 20 years. She was not born isn't that something? She wasn't born. Yeah. And Amazing. I was actually pregnant with our second daughter. We only had one daughter uh, at the time. And of course, she was little, four or five, and mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't remember any of it except what she's learned in school. So what is amazing, though, I think for most people, too, you can remember exactly where yeah. you were when you heard the news story break. Mm-hmm. And I do, I remember that yeah. too. Just amazes to me how quickly time yeah. goes. And then to be able to relay that back yeah. to her, though, was fantastic. Yeah. Well, great. Well, wonderful. I'm glad you had a great time last night. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, the Archdiocese of Hartford looking to the Vatican to proceed with recognition of a Eucharistic miracle that took place in Mass. We talked about this a few mm. months ago. They got a little okay. bit of an update. And some surprising jobless numbers this morning. We'll have that for you as well. All right. We've got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. Here is Marie Miller. You make the most of me. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. On my own, I'm afraid to step out on the sea alone. No mountain move for me, but you breathe your life into my soul. You take.
is Marie Miller, and you make the most of me. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you here on this Friday morning. Well, you said it's the Lady of Good Help. Our Lady of Good Help? Our Lady of Good Help. You're going to hear about her right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Thank you for making Mater Day Radio's recent Spring share a grand success. We appreciate your support helping us seek the truth during this broadcast celebration. It was an inspiring week filled with joy and prayerful generosity. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Day Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, Trader Joe's and Garden Home, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A and Raleigh Hills and the talented prayer shawl ministries at St. Cecilia in Beaverton and St. Thomas Aquinas in Camus. If you missed out on Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share you can still unite with us and seek the truth. Won't you prayerfully consider making an online gift now at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app? And thanks to everyone who plays an important part in our mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. 712 at Mater Day Radio. We've got about a 50% chance of showers today. Eh, high right around 50, 60, 60 degrees, 59, 60 degrees. 30% chance of rain overnight, low of 48. And then 40% chance of rain for Saturday, high of 62. Currently it is 50 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 52 degrees at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Church in Portland. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments with a Marian moment on Mater Dei Radio. During the month of May, the church remembers in a special way the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God. And special feast days during the month include the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima on May 13th and the Feast of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of the Church, which falls on the Monday after Pentecost. With me today to take us on a Marian pilgrimage during the month of May is Father James Kubicki. Father James, thanks for joining us, and especially during a beautiful month where we honor our Blessed Mother. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dina Marie. I'm I'm always excited during the month of May that we honor Mary because at least in Wisconsin, we're experiencing very much a spring. And so Mary is that reminder of how the new life of our world came into it through her, that Jesus who gives us new life, resurrected life, hope and joy comes to us through Mary. So it's so appropriate that we honor her during the month of May. 
I think about when I grew up Mayflowers and it was just about the time of year where all the beautiful flowers were coming and we'd trim those flowers for our own mom, but also for our Marian, uh, maybe those special prayer chapels and take some flowers to the church for our Blessed Mother. So it is this hopefulness that Mary provides for us because of her son, Jesus. Now, you in Wisconsin have some beautiful shrines dedicated to Our Lady, and I wanted to start with one to have you kind of take us on pilgrimage, because this is the first and only so far, I'll say, uh, approved Marian shrine and apparition of Mary in the U.S., uh, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. So take us there and take us back to when this shrine and the story began. Okay. Well, we go back to the 1800s and uh, a woman from Belgium who came as an immigrant. She was in her early 20s when she and her family moved to uh, a part of Wisconsin where there were a number of Belgian immigrants and it was very close to Green Bay, maybe only about 25, 30 miles outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And she uh, was a regular farm girl there. And one day she was walking and a woman appeared to her and she was startled by all this. And, and the next day uh, she happened to be speaking to the priest of the parish and told her that this woman had appeared to her and she thought it was an apparition. And the priest told her that when the woman appeared to her again, she should say, in the name of God, who are you and what do you want of me? Hmm. And so that's what she did. The next day, uh, this was October 8th, 1859, which is around the time that Our Lady was also appearing in Lourdes. Lourdes. So on October 8th, 1859, our Blessed Mother appeared, and this woman, her name is Adele, said, who are you and what do you want of me? And uh, she answered, I am the Queen of Heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, and I wish you to do the same. And, you know, that's a message, Dina Marie, that we hear throughout Mary's appearances. It's as though this is so important to her son, Jesus the conversion of sinners, the conversion of the world, that, she, that he sends his own mother with that message. And it's such a beautiful message because in this appearance of Our Lady of Good Help, she is basically saying, I am praying for sinners. I want you to join me in prayer for sinners as well. And so the other part of the message that our Blessed Mother had for Adele was uh, to say, in this wild land, you know, this is Wisconsin in the 1800s, I want you to teach the children to, about God. Now, Adele had never learned to read or write, but through her own learning of the catechism, she began to teach children and other women joined her. And they didn't start a religious community as such, an official religious community, but they wore religious garb and they began teaching the children uh, in that part of Wisconsin. Talking with Father James Kubicki about the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Wisconsin. And again, this amazing story, beautiful story of Our Lady, in fact, approved apparition here in the United States and the first one. And Our Lady 
Again, like we saw in Lourdes, like we'll see later, this was before Fatima and the shepherd children in terms of history, but Our Lady chooses these very humble, you mentioned Adele, young woman, she does not very educated, she's working on a farm, uh, out in the wilderness, we can imagine in, in the 1850s what Wisconsin would have looked like, uh, and cold, cold, harsh, harsh winters, they're still the same today, but Our Lady, <laughs> right? But Our Lady's concerned about the salvation of souls. And sh- and and I think about our Lord wants us to convert. He's not giving up. He's con- he's sending his mom. I mean, this is this is an important mm-hmm. mission. And yet um, Adele here she takes and works with children. What do we know about her life then and these other women who come? It seems like a very simple mission. Right. And, you know, so they started, uh, eventually they went around to families, but uh, in time they started a little school and there was a church right next to the school. And uh, so this was the the beginning of the shrine. What happened is really remarkable. In 1871, October 8th, the anniversary of her appearance in 1871, you had the great Chicago fire, which most people are familiar with, but in even greater fire, in fact, the largest fire, the most destructive fire in United States history occurred in northeastern Wisconsin. It was known as the Great Peshtigo Fire, Mm -hmm. and it burned up 1.2 million acres of land and killed, they're not sure, but anywhere between 1,200 and 2,000 people died in that fire. And so this fire had spread to the area where our Blessed Mother had appeared. And Adele called together all the people from the area with their livestock. They gathered around the church and uh, they blessed the perimeter uh, with holy water and basically prayed and, and tried to fall asleep. Well, the next morning when they woke up, everything all around the fenced area was charred except for that area of the church and the school. Uh, That was left untouched. And so the people were saved. And you could say this was the first miracle of Our Lady of Good Help in um, providing protection for those people in the year 1871, the year of the great Peshtigo fire. Wow. And now today, Father, bring us up to present day, the shrine today, the rebuilding, the uh, I've seen pictures on the Internet. It's absolutely beautiful, this national shrine. Right. And so in the year 2009, Bishop David Ricken of Green Bay opened up the investigation. And basically a year later, after investigating everything he could about the apparitions declared that they are worthy of belief. And in the year 2016, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops uh, agreed and designated Our Lady of Good Help as an apparition shrine. And so since then, uh, I've been there several times, and each time I go, there's more to the shrine area. They've built an assembly hall where they have conferences going on. There's a, a little church there that uh, predates the designation of it as a shrine. But now the Mercy Fathers serve that shrine and uh, provide mass and confessions. And then there are special days throughout the year. One of the most special days is uh, 
On May 6th, this year in particular, we have the annual anniversary walk to Mary. And so there's a national shrine to St. Joseph in De Pere, Wisconsin, that the Norbertine Monastery uh, created. And so there's a 21 mile walk from the shrine of uh, St. Joseph to the shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. And uh, people can join it at various times throughout the walk or can walk the entire 21 miles. Now that it's been designated the first uh, approved apparition of our Blessed Mother United States, pilgrims are coming by the busload from around the country. And uh, it, it really is a holy place. Um, the church itself is, is very simple and humble. And you go downstairs into the crypt area where there's a statue of our Blessed Mother and candles and crutches uh, that throughout the, the years leading up to the approval of this apparition, people prayed to our Blessed Mother asking her to intercede for them. And so there have been a number of cures and in Thanksgiving, people have left behind the crutches th that they had to use before they were healed. Wow. It's a beautiful place to consider traveling to. Again, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, the first and only approved Marian apparition here in the United States. The story is a beautiful one. And again, it reminds me, we need to share our faith. We need to share the importance of our faith and the conversion of hearts and souls. And, and yes, we begin with prayer, but I think, Father, what I learned from Adele is she went out and did the work. She worked with the children. She taught. She shared from her humble, very simple education. We don't have to be theologians. We share mm -hmm. the basics of our faith and we share about the love of Jesus and his great mercy. And so our lady will help us. Uh, our lady of good help. I love it. Pray for us. And I, for our listeners here, the month of May, there are a lot of events like you talked about the walk. There's conferences. I saw the different mercy fathers are, are giving um, conferences all the time. So consider making that a place. And you don't need a passport. I, I, I like that. You can, It's a little simpler to travel here within the U.S. And so I'm inspired and just want to thank you, Father James, for sharing with us a little bit of that. And we'll have you back throughout the month of May to share more of these beautiful Marian sites in Wisconsin. Would you help us close with a prayer and your blessing? Be happy to, Dina Marie. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Mary, the woman you prepared to be the mother of your son. We ask that through her intercession, we may be protected from all harm, physical and spiritual, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Father James. Have a blessed month of May. You too, Dina Marie. And it is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, there are some wonderful events that are happening right here in Portland and Vancouver and down in the Salem area. All you need to do to find out, well, something to do is go to our community calendar. Deborah has it all filled up with great events. Well, that are beginning today, running all through the month of May. You can access the community calendar on your Hail Mary Media app. You can check out all of the events also at MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Matra Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Matra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 727 and Mater Day Radio and a big celebration on the waterfront this weekend. We'll have a story for you in the news. And Jesus multiplies himself in a ciborium. Now the Archdiocese of Hartford looking to the Vatican to report a Eucharistic miracle. I'll have that story for you coming up in the news. Here is Matt Marr because he lives. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I believe in the sun I believe in the risen one I believe I overcome by the power of His blood. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because He lives. Amen. Amen. Let my song join the world that never ends because He lives.
That's Matt Marr, Because He Lives. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, the Archdiocese of Hartford is appealing to the Vatican for guidance on how to proceed with its investigation of a possible Eucharistic miracle at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Thomaston, Connecticut. Now, the referral is the first public update by the Archdiocese since it was reported in late March that Jesus, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, appeared to multiply himself in the ciborium. David Elliott, a spokesman for the Archdiocese, told Catholic News Agency, reports such as the alleged miracle in Thomaston require referral to the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith in Rome. Now, the Archdiocese has proceeded accordingly and will await a response in due time. Now, since the news of a possible Eucharistic miracle spread, a number of pilgrims have flocked to the church where Blessed Michael McGivney, founder of the Knights of Columbus, was once pastor. Now, on March 5th, at the conclusion of Mass, Father Joseph Crowley announced that a Eucharistic minister witnessed something unexplainable as he was distributing communion. He said, one of our ministers was running out of hosts, and then suddenly there were more hosts in the ciborium. God just duplicated himself, an emotional Crowley told the faithful. The labor market heated back up in April as employers added 253,000 jobs, according to early data released today by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's a surprising increase at a time when many indicators were pointing to a slowdown in the job market. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4 percent from 3.5 percent. The labor force participation rate held steady at over 62.5 percent. Now, most economists were expecting job growth to decline for the third consecutive month. Now, some of the largest gains were in the sectors of private education and health services, professional and business services, and leisure and hospitality. And Portland General Electric is proposing to raise its rates by an average of 14% for all customers in 2024. The Oregon Public Utility Commission made the official request on February 15th, and a public hearing was held Wednesday evening. Now, if the proposal is approved, it would be the second year in a row that the utility company has increased its rates. Any increase would not take effect until January 2024. Residential customers would see the largest increase and in some cases could see rates increase by more than 16%. And that would mean their bills could rise by an average of just more than $22 more each month. Multifamily homes could see an average increase by more than $15 a month. Now, PGE projected it would need to collect $338 million annually from its customers and that the money would pay for system maintenance, upgrades, and rising operational costs Customers have until May 31st to weigh in on the proposal on the Oregon Public Utility Commission's website. Well, Tom McCall Waterfront Park going to be a fun place this weekend as the 36th annual Cinco de Mayo Fiesta gets underway today. Brought to you by the Portland Guadalajara Sister City Association. It's billed as the largest multicultural festival in the state of Oregon. Now, the festival grounds will be filled with authentic Mexican flavors and regional specialties with over 30 vendors serving delicious food. Other highlights include a family fun carnival, unique crafts, and of course, 
entertainment, including the internationally acclaimed Mariachi Ciudad de Guadalajara. Uh-huh. Yeah, direct from the city of Guadalajara. Then on Sunday, Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny will celebrate a Mariachi Mass in the main tent beginning at 10 a.m. And check this out. Mariachi Ciudad de Guadalajara will supply the music. Wow. How awesome will that be? Okay, I'm just saying, good food, great music, and math. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, how how can you possibly beat that this weekend? Yeah, that's great. Well, Vancouver's longtime fitness giant Nautilus announced on Tuesday that it has sold its Nautilus brand, though it will keep the company name for now. Now, the business, which also owns Bowflex, Schwinn, and Journey, is putting all of its efforts into these three core brands. Now, the $13 million sale includes the Nautilus brand trademark assets and related licenses. And the company said it used the proceeds from the sale to pay down part of a term loan. The company declined to say who exactly acquired the brand. As part of the deal, however, the fitness business has a license back, meaning it is able to use the Nautilus brand and sell its remaining Nautilus inventory. As for the future of the company's name, no announcements have been made regarding definitive plans. Now, Nautilus employs 417 people, including 260 in the Vancouver area. The sale doesn't impact staffing, the company said, and its headquarters will remain in Vancouver. All right. In sports, it's a run for the roses tomorrow at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. The fastest horses in the world, those would be three-year-olds, competing in the 149th Kentucky Derby. So I don't know if you remember last year, though, an 80-to-1 underdog, (laughs) Rich Strike, shocked the field and won the race. Do you remember I love that? It. Yeah. Of course. Whoever bet on that horse. The owner. Yeah, yeah. Made, they made some pretty good money. Well, as college baseball winds down to the final weeks of regular season play, both nationally ranked Oregon and Oregon State open important three-game series this evening. Beavers are at home to host Utah. First pitch tonight from Goss Stadium, Coleman Field, 535. Ducks are in Los Angeles this weekend to face USC. Their game tonight gets started at 6.30. University of Portland has the weekend off. Pilots will play again next Tuesday evening when they take on Oregon State at Ron Tonkin Field in Hillsboro. Well, after St. Faustina recorded her numerous encounters with Jesus in her diary, there stood out four primary pillars, the Divine Mercy Devotion. Now, these pillars are often separated but should be joined together to make a complete whole. Now, the first pillar is the Divine Mercy image. Jesus revealed the image of Divine Mercy to St. Faustina in a vision that occurred in her cell in the convent of Plock on February 22nd, 1931. Now, secondly, it's Divine Mercy Sunday. Jesus spoke to St. Faustina about his desire to establish this feast in 1931. And in his homily at the canonization of St. Faustina on April 30th, 2000, Pope John Paul II declared that henceforth the second Sunday of Easter would be called Divine Mercy Sunday throughout the entire church. Thirdly, it is the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Now, one of the devotions devotions that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina was the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And he said to her at the hour of their death, I defend as my own glory every soul that will say this chaplet or when others say it for a dying person. And then lastly, 
It is an hour of mercy. In St. Faustina's visions, Jesus requested that we reflect on his sufferings and death at the three o'clock hour and call upon his mercy. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 2 o'clock, it is Camp Howard Open House. It's happening at their grounds in Corbett. Bring your family to tour Camp Howard and experience what makes Camp Howard so special. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, you know what? That's perfect timing that you said that. Yes. Because Peggy English from CYO's summer camp program, the director there, going to join us right after the forecast. Fantastic. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Please join me, Deacon Scott Aiken, as we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into the outer darkness. But let the holy standard bearer, Michael the Archangel, Bring them into that holy light which you promised unto Abraham and his seed. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 741 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, a cloudy day to end the work week and some rain ahead later this afternoon. But we won't see or hear the lightning and thunder like yesterday. So highs today pushing to the upper 50s. And then rain showers can pick up maybe a little bit heavier after lunch. Overnight, we cool way down to the upper 40s. And then rain likely for Saturday and Sunday. All right. 48 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And it is 50 degrees at 
St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in Oregon City. It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, if you ever wanted to visit the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization's Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood, well, now's your chance. Tomorrow, CYO is hosting an open house at Camp Howard from 2 to 5 p.m. Joining us this morning to give us a rundown on the day is Camp Howard's Summer Camp Director, Peggy English. Good morning, Peggy. Good morning. How are you? Oh, doing very well. Thank you. How are you doing? The countdown is on to summer camp. Oh, yes, it is. It is so exciting. Uh, everything's coming together, and we are looking forward to one of our best summers to date. Oh, it's going to be fantastic, and time flies. I mean, I remember talking midwinter with you and, you know, some snow up at Camp Howard and kind of doing the oh, maintenance yeah. up there, and now here we are counting it down. But tomorrow, a big day because you have your first open house of the season. There's another one coming up June 25th, but tomorrow is the first one, as I mentioned, from 2 to 5 p.m. So no RSVPs, right? Every Anybody can just show up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just show up. Um, we will we'll have self-guided tours. We have uh, our staff ready to answer questions. You can, you know, it's a great time for campers who have maybe not been to camp to come out and see where they'll sleep, where they'll eat, where they'll have a great time to make them more comfortable with the idea of coming to camp for the first time. Yeah. It's also great for campers who are returning to see where they're going to be sleeping this year and and what's new at camp, because we have new stuff as well. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, if folks haven't been there, if they had been there maybe several years ago but want to come back and take a look, maybe they have another young child that's going to be going through camp, they're going to see some new stuff up there. I mean, uh, talk about the dining hall. I mean, the Welcome Center, there's a lot of great things. Well, and in February, we added a low ropes course for our campers ages 11 and up, and there are six exciting elements, which um, our staff will guide them on team building exercises. So we were trained in in uh, late February, early March on it, and just our core admin team, it was a blast. Oh, that, that sounds like a, a lot of fun. I got to ask you about this, too. I saw your newsletter. Thank you for sending this to me. And it says in the top paragraph, we recently welcomed a set of triplets from our goat cinnamon roll. Is that right? Yeah. And more are coming. Uh, We have, I think, between eight to nine female goats who are giving birth this month. So, um, oh, they are so cute. Let me tell you, they are adorable little goats. Oh, uh, that that sounds wonderful. Will, will will folks get a chance to see them, or are they kind of put away somewhere? Right now, they're kind of sequestered, so um, they're pinned up. So to give mamas some privacy, sure. But eventually, the goats will be out and about. Uh, That's wonderful. Again, we're speaking with Peggy English. She's the summer camp director, CYO's Camp Howard. They have their open house tomorrow, 2 to 5 p.m. Anybody can show up and get a chance to see the camp, get ready for a big summer ahead. So you still looking for folks to work the camp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we still need a few more counselors and relief counselors. And, of course, we start hiring at age 15 for our dishwashing crew which I got to say, they have a blast. That is a fun crew of teens. 
Um, so yeah, go on our website and uh, there's an online application. So if people know of teens that are looking for an enriching summer work experience, there's no better place than Camp Howard. You know, and I, I see this too, really, as a, being a 15-year-old, and what what a great opportunity to kind of learn, get some experience, uh, you know, leadership skills, all of those things. Oh, definitely, yeah. And we do pride ourselves in giving our young staff those work experiences, those life experiences that they can take on and apply to so many things in their regular life. How about volunteers now? I know one of the things that you've talked about in the past is that adults can actually volunteer. Talk about that program. Oh, last summer was our first summer offering a volunteer program. We had some tremendous adults that that took us on and came up. They filled in as kitchen staff, as cabin counselors, and they had a remarkable experience. And we're going to offer it again. And as our gratitude for their week of service up at camp, we will discount their campers tuition by $500 for their week. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, and we're excited to offer it again. You know, they were crucial in staffing us last summer and allowing us to keep going all summer long. Is that information on your website as well? Absolutely. And and it's on our, our homepage. You can click a button to take you right to it. Excellent. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. cyocamphoward.org is the website. All the information about Camp Howard, the summer camp programs that are happening there, as well as all of the other sports activities that CYO offers throughout the year. How about registration? How's that going now? Still openings for your programs? Yeah, we still have some great openings in our sessions. However, this has been kind of a record-breaking year for us for registrations. We started filling up right away when we opened up registrations in December. So there are some weeks where certain age groups and genders have a wait list formed. We're about 80% filled right now for the summer, but there's still great weeks available. We have a mini week the first week because of the Fourth of July holiday. So it's a shortened time. So that's perfect for campers who maybe aren't quite sure they're ready for a full week away. So there's still plenty of room in that. And then we're pushing our summer to a seventh week this summer to accommodate this large like desire for campers to come. And there's still some great opportunities in that seventh week for kids to come up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good to hear that it's expanding that way. Another one of your sessions, too, is for the family, family camp. And I've always thought this is a great opportunity. If family wants to get away with their kids, a great place to go do some camping. Talk about family camp. Oh, it's one of my favorite times of the summer. Uh, We have families from all over come. They each camp. Family will have their own private cabin, so that's important. Um, but we cook all of our delicious food, so there's no cooking for the dishes. It's like a total relaxation weekend. We have um, all of our great activities are available to them. And other families who um, are also focused on that, that faith journey. So it's great to make connections with new friends. It's great to make family memories. And it's just a lot of fun. My staff loves 
family camp. Oh, that's great. That sounds wonderful. Hey, to mention some of the activities that you have throughout the camp, because I know there's a wide variety of them, but just give our folks a chance to hear what their kids will experience when coming to camp. Well, and David, something new we're trying this summer, which is kids get to choose their activities. Typically, it's been the cabin or their cabin group will go to the activities together. But this summer, we're going to give kids a little more freedom of choice because I've been reading their camper surveys every week, and that's what they want. They Mm. really, you know, some kids don't want to do certain activities, but they really want to do more of something else. So we're going to try that this summer. And some of the activities they'll choose between archery, we have um, swimming, arts and crafts, we have laser tank for 11 and up. We have a giant swing for our 13, 14-year-olds. We have, for our young campers, we have these fun, round plastic boats that go on our pond. They're called corkles, and they get to pilot them themselves. Um, we have things like the new low rope scores, uh, Lots of fun games we like to do on our large football field, Um, things like volleyball, soccer. We have a giant slip and slide that really is the best place to be on a hot day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so many more. Kids, it's a kid paradise up at Camp Howard. Kid paradise, sign me up. That sounds like yeah. fun. I want to. I want to go. An older kid. Yeah, I'm just. A, I'm a kid at heart. I'll. I'll sign up for that as well. Yeah. Uh, again, it's CYO's Camp Howard Open House tomorrow, two to five p.m. You can check out Camp Howard. Go up, look at all the wonderful activities that they have, all the new additions to the camp. It is fantastic. Get a chance to meet the staff, self-guided tours, learn about the camp activities all tomorrow. Do you have directions, by the way, on the website if folks want to know how to get there? Yes, we do. And be sure there's a button on the homepage. It says Open House. There'll be driving directions when you click on it. Be sure to follow them because sometimes GPS will send you in the wrong direction. There you go. Great, uh, great suggestion. Peggy English, she is the summer camp director at CYO's Camp Howard. Peggy, great to talk with you. Got me excited for summer camp now. (laughs) Well, come on up. We'd love to have (laughs) you. All right. Well, hey, great luck with tomorrow's open house and with the season. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. And it is 7.53 here at Matra Day Radio. David, sign me up. I know it. Doesn't that sound great? I want to do all of those things. Gosh. Uh, To be a kid again. To be a kid again, for sure. Well, that great interview that you just heard, if you want to find out more information about it or you want to listen to it again, maybe you missed a little bit of it, head over to our webpage because after the show, that interview is made into a podcast that you can access any time of day. And on that podcast, I'll also include the links that'll get you right to CYO's registration for their summer camps. You're also going to be able to access the podcast at, on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
the bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235VF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue segment. Uh, last week, I was in Cocoa Beach, Florida. I was tandem surfing around sunset on the north side of the pier facing the launch pad at Cape Canaveral. There was a rocket that was supposed to go off, and we had a photographer that was out in the water swimming, wanting to get shots of us uh, in a tandem surfing lift with a rocket blasting off in the distance. We normally wouldn't have even paddled out. No one was crazy enough to go out that day because the waves were just victory at sea type waves, just not very rideable and difficult and challenging. So my tandem partner and I were the only ones out there, or so we thought. We had to paddle really hard just to stay in position. We kept paddling to the south as the, the wind and the waves were sweeping us to the north. At one point, we heard people yelling and weren't sure what it was. We were so focused on what we were doing. And we finally caught a wave and we were able to do a couple of lifts. But unbeknownst to me, the people on the pier were yelling and our surf photographer, Tim Forrest, responded, looked up and they were pointing and there was a young girl who was clinging to the pylons of the pier. She was hanging on for all of her life. She had gotten out in the water. She had gotten swept into the pier. She had grabbed onto one of the pilings. And, this, and the tide was coming up. Clinging to something like that that won't save you uh, is, is scary. Like you, you don't want to let go and let God. But people, there are, there are people all around us who are clinging to things that won't save them. And we need to wake up. You know, the, the, the world is crying out for help. She was clinging to that pylon with all of her life. Wake up, everybody. I should have been more alert. We should have been ready to respond and be able to rescue her. Luckily, our photographer did. There's people all around you that need to be evangelized, that need to be ministered to. So be alert and be a lifeguard. Be a lifesaver. This is Bear Wozniak with this, with this week's Deep Virtue segment. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what do Portland, Maine and Portland, Oregon have in common? Other than their names, of I was course. Gonna, uh, <laughs> seems obvious. Uh, their names. Well, there's more than that, so we'll tell you in the news. And take a walk with your furry friend and help animals looking for their forever home. I'll tell you about it coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. We've all had bad days. Days when we're worn out or discouraged or so unmotivated that just rolling out of bed in the morning is a struggle. Nobody is immune to fatigue but some show it less than others. Today, we celebrate the feast of St. Goddard of Hildeheim. He was the kind of guy who would never take a sick day, even when he was actually sick. Goddard was born in Southern Germany around the year 960. His father was a servant of the canons at Niederaltaisch Abbey. And as a result, Goddard was brought up in a religious environment. 
He made the acquaintance of several bishops and even Archbishop Frederick of Salzburg, who was so impressed with young Goddard that he took him into Rome and gave him the position of provost. He was at this time only 19 years old. Within the next 10 years, Goddard had become a priest. Around the same time, the Benedictine rule was reinstated in the abbey, a reform that Goddard would strongly advocate in the future. When he became an abbot, he ensured that the rule was kept without fail and was so constant in his practice that he earned the admiration of St. Henry, the Duke of Bavaria, who would later become Roman Emperor. Henry saw fit to task Goddard with reforming several monasteries in the diocese of Freising and Peschau. The process took 25 years, but with the help of a deputy filling in for him when necessary, he managed to succeed in these reforms while still overseeing his own abbey. In 1022, when the Bishop of Hildesheim died, St. Henry could think of no better successor than Goddard. When the local clergy showed overwhelming support for his election to the bishopric, he found himself unable to refuse. At this point, Goddard was 60 years old, but he didn't let that slow him down. He oversaw the founding and reconstruction of numerous churches, as well as the creation of a hospice where the sick and poor could go for rest and treatment. He had a great love for the ailing and destitute and an equally powerful dedication to the education of young clergy, for which he founded several schools. He continued his works of charity and remained a champion of strict adherence to the Benedictine rule until old age and the rigor of his efforts finally caught up with him. At the age of 78, he fell suddenly ill. He was moved to the hospice he had founded and died soon after. Following his death, Goddard was celebrated in his diocese, especially by his successors, the future bishops of Hildesheim. A little over a hundred years later, several of these bishops pushed for his canonization. And in 1131, he was officially declared a saint by Pope Innocent II. We should avoid overworking ourselves if we can. But even if you're stuck with hard work, it doesn't have to be just a chore. Countless saints, even when they weren't in a profession, spent hours in prayer and fasting. The simple act of offering up our sacrifices to God can give them meaning. As long as we remember the redemptive suffering of Christ, any kind of work can become something worthwhile. St. Goddard, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, Pope Francis met with members of his child protection body Friday, stressing the importance of making reparation for past failures and urging them not to be discouraged when it seems like no progress is being made. Now, speaking to members of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors on Friday, the Pope told them not to be discouraged in their work, saying, even when the path forward is difficult and demanding, I urge you not to get bogged down. Now, Francis's audience with the commission comes at the end of their spring plenary assembly in Rome, during which they welcomed 10 new members and sought to regroup amid what has been a trying and complicated year involving contentious departures and a move to a new Rome headquarters. Now, Pope Francis created the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors in 2014 to advise the Vatican on best practices in terms of safeguarding efforts and abuse prevention. American Cardinal Sean O'Malley serves as the commission's president and British Father Andrew Small as its secretary. 
Well, COVID-19 continues to leave its mark on the country. According to provisional data from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the virus was the fourth leading cause of death in the U.S. in 2022. That's a drop from the previous year when it was the third leading cause of death in America. Now, despite the decline, about one out of every 13 deaths in the U.S. in 2022 was associated with COVID-19. The virus killed nearly 245,000 people in 2022, the CDC data shows. Now, unintentional injuries moved back to the third leading cause of death as drug overdoses reached record levels. Heart disease and cancer remained the top two leading causes of death, and rates for both increased in 2022. Nearly 700,000 people died from heart disease, and over 600,000 people died from cancer. A photo exhibition titled Women Cry will be on display during the month of May in St. Peter's Square. It seeks to give a voice to the suffering and injustices endured by women around the world. Now, on several occasions, Pope Francis has recalled the intention of the artist Gian Lorenzo Bernini when he made the great colonnade that frames St. Peter's Square in the Vatican to represent the maternal embrace of the church that welcomes the faithful and also non-believers. At a presentation that took place May 2nd at the Holy See Press office, the organizers explained that the exhibition consists of 26 photographs taken by eight international photographers who accepted the talent of giving voice to the cry of pain often hidden of women in the world. Now, for the prefect of the Department of Communications, Paolo Ruffini, these images capture suffering and make it cry out, which unveils beauty. And it helps believers and non-believers to understand suffering through beauty. In addition to each image in the exhibition, it is accompanied by a line from Pope Francis encyclical Fratelli Tutti. Well, whether it's Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine, you can't go wrong. At least according to Forbes, who included both Portlands on its list of best places to travel in 2023. So regarding the Rose City, travel writer and blogger Kay Kingsman writes, Like a phoenix from the ashes, Portland, Oregon is re-emerging in 2023 with unprecedented growth in the food and beverage scene, both in quality and variety. She adds, awarded Best Foodie City in 2022 by WalletHub, Portland is leading the industry in innovative menus representing cuisines from every corner of the globe. Kingsman says there are so many great restaurants in Portland that it might be a little overwhelming for first-time travelers. Where do you go? There's so many choices. She also recommends a stroll through the Japanese garden and says the city is a great place to shop thanks to no sales tax. No sales tax at all. That's right. The price you see is what you pay. Have you ever been out to the Japanese garden? Uh, Is that the one over here by the zoo? Yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. I've not been oh, there. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's I'm going to have to take a walk now. Great visit for sure. Oh, I, I, food in Portland. Uh, we had a nice stroll around the blocks around Keller Auditorium yesterday. The fountains across the street, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they look great. But then there was a park nearby, just the city square, and they had these giant lighted globes yeah, hanging right. from the trees. Yeah. And it just, it, it really looked very, very nice last night. Beautiful. Well, the Humane Society for Southwest Washington is celebrating people and pets through its annual walk run for animals happening this weekend. It's the largest 
pet-friendly walk-run kicks off at Saturday at Esther Short Park in downtown Vancouver. Registration starts at 8 a.m. with the run and the walk beginning at 9 a.m. Now, the fun doesn't stop there. Following the run, the they will be throwing an after-party at Heathen Brewery. Through the event, the Humane Society hopes to raise enough funds that will be used to make a life-saving difference for pets in need. Sam Ellington with the HSSW said, the donations that come through the walk-run make it possible to give pets who need a little something extra that second chance so they can find that happy home. Oh, that's nice. So uh, out with your pet and then off to the brewery with them. <laughs> that brewery there is gonna not may not be the nicest of days, but they got a great patio. Oh, nice. And right across the street, Saint, uh, the uh, Proto-Cathedral, St. Oh. James the Greater. Oh, that's very close. In sports, the NBA playoffs last night, the Golden State Warriors ba- bounced back to rout the Los Angeles Lakers 127-100. to That ties the Western Conference semifinal series at 1-all. Teams move to L.A. for Game 3 tomorrow night. Portland Thorn forward Sophia Smith continues to rack up the honors. Smith was named the NWSL Player of the Month for March and April. The league announced yesterday the reigning league MVP has four goals and four assists in five appearances for the Thorns this season. She had her first career hat trick in the Thorns' 4-1 win over the Kansas City Current on April 1st. Portland is on the road this weekend with the match at the North Carolina Courage tomorrow afternoon. Portland Timbers are at home tomorrow night hosting Austin FC, 730 Providence Park. All right. Well, the major storms that battered parts of the state of California this year were intense, disruptive, and in some cases tragic. But many people must have remembered back a few years and anticipated a spring to remember. So indeed, the new super blooms are emerging across the state so large and colorful. David, you actually can see it from space. That's awesome. Now, the L.A. Times talked to a scientist who pointed out that there is no natural definition of a super bloom. They are rather a cultural phenomenon when humans decide enough flowers emerge at one time in one place. In fact, the California Department of Parks and Recreation recommends seven sites in Southern California where visitors can see the blooms, which have already arrived and in many cases projected to continue for about a month. Now, during dry times, seeds released by parent plants can't germinate due to lack of moisture, but being the miracle of nature, which seeds are, they lay dormant season after season until a refreshing and continuous rain causes several years worth of seeds to sprout all at once. So they had a lot of rain this year. They had a lot yeah. of rain. So if you're near the area, uh, the Bay Area, flora lovers are flocking to Sugarloaf Ridge State Park and China Camp State Park. And if you're in Southern California, we'll head out to Anza Borrego Desert State Park, Antelope Valley Poppy Reserve, and Red Rock Canyon State Park. My mom and dad, well, they just took a drive out a couple of weeks oh, ago nice. to Anza Borrego. It's kind of one of their things they like to do and well, it is a quite a beautiful time of year. Very nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Sunday at 3 o'clock, it is that movie screening of The Letter, A Message for Our Earth. This time it's happening at the Madeline 
the Northeast Vicariate Parishes of the Madeline, St. Andrews, and St. Charles, and Holy Redeemer invite the movie to uh, the community to this movie screening and discussion. So it was at Christ the King a uh, week ago, so mm-hmm. you have another opportunity if you missed it. And remember, you can find all of the details on this and many other events and happening this weekend and beyond, head over to our community calendar. You'll access it on the Hail Mary Media app or all the details at matradayradio.com. Well, you're going to hear about a wonderful program called Horses of Hope. We'll do that for you right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Camp Howard challenges everyone who experiences camp with us to live, learn, and grow in the Catholic faith. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These activities include swimming, archery, arts and crafts, group games, campfires, and just having fun with fellow campers. This coming summer, we will have seven overnight sessions in the popular family camp weekend. Weeks are filling quickly and wait lists have already started, so be sure to register now at CYOCampHoward.org. Save the date for our Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner, October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Our keynote speaker is three-time U.S. Women's Amateur Golf Champion, Laura Tennant. Come help fuel the future for our youth. Purchase tickets at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you for inspiring our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Eastertide is filled with great joy and fervent prayer at Mater Dei Radio. During this special time in the church, join us in the celebration of our Lord's glorious resurrection through our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the seasonal Regina Chaley prayer for the Queen of Heaven, 
the sacred mysteries of the rosary, the chaplet of divine mercy, and inspiring Eastertide reflections. We also rejoice in praying for your specific intentions on Day Radio's prayer hotline. Just call 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or fill out your personal request on the prayer page at MatradeRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Our dedicated team will start praying for you right away. Experience the great joy of Eastertide and unite with us in prayer as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matarday Radio. 814 at Day Radio, 50% chance of rain today, high of 59, 30% tonight, low of 48, 40% tomorrow, high of 62. Well, currently it is 50 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Richfield. And 47 degrees at Regis St. Mary's Schools in Staten. Will any of us who have loved a pet know exactly how much we benefit from their companionship and the incredible skills of service animals have made the lives of those with diverse needs all the more accessible. Well, set on a wonderful ranch in beautiful Turner, Oregon, you will find a dedicated group of trainers and horses helping fill that need. The vision of Horses of Hope Oregon is to provide opportunities of participants to find health, happiness and healing through their programs now they have a special event coming up for the community and we're invited to support them joining me today to talk more about their programs and the upcoming denim and diamonds dinner and auction is their executive director monica dodge good morning monica thank you so much for joining me today well thank you for having me first monica tell us a little bit about your upbringing and if that included horses or is this a new event for you well, I was exposed to horses by my uncle, who was a um, rodeo guy, and uh, so I had a little bit of exposure as a kid, but I really came into horses um, more as an adult. My husband's a disabled veteran, and he went through equine-assisted services, which changed his life and how he handled stuff. So I was, um, in 2016, going through a mental health crisis, and my husband suggested I find a place that I could do equine-assisted services. Well, I found Horses of Hope Oregon at that point in time, and I started with an instructor and this amazing horse named Skip, and I would attest to the fact that working with Skip probably saved my life. Mm. So coming full circle, I changed the trajectory of what I was doing professionally and went back to school at Oregon State University to get my master's and interdisciplinary studies, where I developed a program with um, equine science, psychology, and agricultural education. So I just graduated in um, 2022, and right at the time that I was graduating, the position of executive director came uh, open. So I decided, um, after learning about it through one of the board members, who is also a friend of mine, she encouraged me to apply and I got the position. So I've been working for Horses of Hope Oregon since um, July of this last year. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the horses that are in your program. I think people would be familiar with, I mean, just having pets at home. Dogs can be very intuitive, very interested in their owners. And those who have service animals also recognize the way that these service animals are just really focused and tuned into those that they're helping. How do the horses find ways to connect with people? Because, well, they're obviously big creatures and maybe not so easy for some people to you know, look right at them at their face. How How is that connection with horses and those that you guys serve? Well, they say a horse's heart's electromagnetic field is like 50 feet and a person's is 10 feet from their heart. Well, those interconnect, and the new research says that the heart then, um, it, as it connects, it will um, slow down the human heart to match the heart of the um heartbeat of the horse. Wow. Physically, that really helps to calm and becomes a powerful tool for behavior modification as you're able to calm yourself and then work with, you know, the innate ability of the horse to react to how you might be feeling. Um, Horses also, their movement is very bilateral, like how humans walk, and it improves stamina and mobility as well as core strength and their flexibility. Um, the biggest thing I would say is that the horses are willing and they're non-judgmental. Mm. So everybody who comes here gets an experience where they're not judged for why they're here. They just get to be here with their horse, their volunteers, and their instructor. Well, folks in the community who have special or behavioral needs, Monica Dodge is here joining me today to talk about the Horses of Hope facility in Turner, Oregon. Tell us a little bit more about the services they offer and their clientele. Well, tell our listeners then about the folks that horses are able to connect with because you serve a very unique population where, well, services can be difficult for families to find and help and real help in their own needs. Tell our listeners about who you're helping uh, every day down there. Well, our population um, ranges from 2 to 84 in age, and we serve about 120 diagnoses um, from physical, cognitive, emotional, and behavioral challenges. Um, some of the, the participants are, they have cerebral palsy, they might have muscular dystrophy, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, anxiety, depression, just a wide range of um, things that they might be facing in their life. Um, We currently started a veterans program, so that's a new adventure for us to um, offer veterans an opportunity to work with the horses, both both in equine-assisted learning and in therapeutic horseback riding. Our traditional program is all um, therapeutic horseback riding, and it's a 30-minute private session with their instructor and volunteers. Wow, you have an incredible facility, too, down there to help people. Tell our listeners a little bit about the ranch and everything that they have to explore while they're down there. Oh, well, we call our um, facility Stale di Speranza, which means Stable of Hope. It's located on 38 acres in Turner, Oregon, and we are um, really blessed to have generous um, donors who... uh, have gifted us the opportunity to use their facility. It um, has a huge indoor arena, 
as well as 15 acres of groom trail, and we're in the process of putting in an outdoor challenge course. So this gives opportunities for our participants to actually get out on the trails, which is a unusual opportunity in most equine assisted service organizations to have this much property to utilize and give them the opportunity to go trail riding. Oh, well, and use that facility well. We know that there's so many things that you're doing and helping those in the community. And I want to find out more about how you use the horses to help those that you serve. But I am coming up against my break. Monica, can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Yes, I'd love to. It is 822 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Friday. Well, we are heading into the weekend. Maybe we're going to do a little spring cleaning tomorrow, clean out that garage. How about that old vehicle that sits in there? Maybe you'd like to get rid of that. Maybe it's an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. You can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Just a couple pieces of forms to fill out, and you are good to go. It's really a quick and easy process, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. The other day, I felt like I had to repeat myself a hundred times to my children, ranging from preschool to high school. Later, when I slowed down to reflect on the matter, I realized the problem wasn't that I wasn't communicating, it was that they weren't listening. Oftentimes, in our personal faith life, we can be the one doing all the talking and spend very little time actually trying to hear the Lord In our daily life, Pope Francis stated that faith is linked to hearing since Abraham did not see God, but heard his voice. That is why we must be able to listen to God speak to us in a personal way. So as parents, we need to focus on this, that faith is linked to hearing. How are we listening? Do we set aside time to calm our busy thoughts and provide God an opportunity to touch our hearts? As mothers, let's create these moments for God to touch our heart so to give us the direction we need, for this will only come from us listening and not always speaking. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please let us listen to the voice of Christ daily. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by trying to listen to the Lord and not just always speaking. Support 
support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It's 826 at Mater Day Radio and surprising jobless numbers this morning. We'll have those for you in the news. And the Archdiocese of Hartford looking to the Vatican to proceed with recognition of a Eucharistic miracle that took place during Mass. I'll have more of that story coming up for you in three minutes. Here is Sanctus Real and Jesus Loves You. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Walking in the church on Sunday, just a kid never knowing that someday every worry I'd find would follow me all of my life. Nervous sitting there in the classroom, the teacher saw that I Beside me, all the things that I felt 
She feels the mess well. She's holding my hand so tightly at the classroom door before I leave. I knelt down next to her, whispered the very same words I said. Jesus loves you. I just sang to Surreal and Jesus Loves You. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, the Heart Archdiocese of Hartford is appealing to the Vatican for guidance on how to proceed with its investigation of a possible Eucharistic miracle at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Thomaston, Connecticut. Now, the referral is the first public update by the Archdiocese since it was first reported in late March that Jesus truly present in the Holy Eucharist, appeared to multiply himself in the Ciborium. David Elliott, a spokesman for the Archdiocese, told Catholic News Agency, reports such as the alleged miracle in Thomaston require referral to the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith in Rome. The Archdiocese has proceeded accordingly and will await a response in due time, he said. Now, since the news of the possible Eucharistic miracle spread, a number of pilgrims have flocked to the church where blessed Michael McGivney, founder of the Knights of Columbus, was once the pastor. Now, on March 5th, at the conclusion of Mass, Father Joseph Crowley announced that a Eucharistic minister witnessed something unexplainable as he was distributing communion. One of our Eucharistic ministers, he said, was running out of hosts and then suddenly... Well, there were more hosts in the Ciborium. God just duplicated himself in the Ciborium, an emotional Crowley told the faithful. Well, the labor market heated back up in April as employers added 253,000 jobs, according to early data released today by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's a surprising increase at a time when many indicators were pointing to a slowdown in the job market. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4 percent from 3.5 percent. The labor force participation rate held steady at over 62.5 percent. Now, most economists were expecting job growth to decline for the third consecutive month. Some of the largest gains were in the sectors of private education and health services, professional and business services, and leisure and hospitality. Well, Portland General Electric is proposing to raise its rates by an average 14% for all customers in 2024. The Oregon Public Utility Commission made the official request on February 15th and a public hearing was held Wednesday evening. Now, if the proposal is approved, it would be the second year in a row that the utility company has increased its rates. Any increase would not take FET, they said, until January of 2024. 
Now, residential customers would see the largest increase and in some cases could see rates increase by more than 16%. That would mean their bills could rise by an average of just more than $22 each month. Now, multifamily homes could see an average increase by more than $15 a month. PGE projected it would need to collect $338 million annually from its customers and that the money would pay for system maintenance, upgrades, and rising operational costs. Now, customers have until May 31st to weigh in on the proposal on the Oregon Public Utility Commission's website. Well, Tom McCall Waterfront Park going to be a fun place this weekend as the 36th annual Cinco de Mayo Fiesta gets underway today. It's brought to you by the Portland Guadalajara Sister City Association. So it's billed as the largest multicultural festival in the state of Oregon. Festival grounds will be filled with authentic Mexican flavors and regional specialties with over 30 vendors serving delicious food. Other highlights include a family fun carnival, unique crafts, and of course, entertainment, including the internationally acclaimed Mariachi Ciudad de Guadalajara, direct from the city of Guadalajara. I like that. A lot of fun. Then on Sunday, Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny will celebrate a mariachi mass in the main tent beginning at 10 a.m. And Mariachi Ciudad de Guadalajara will supply the music. That's going to be a great match. Oh, how wonderful. I love how they bring in a secular mariachi band to just play for crowds and that the same band also happens to know appropriate liturgical yeah. music for this mass also. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun weekend for sure. Weather, not, you know, not too bad. It's not going to be super cold or anything. Maybe a few showers along the way, but I think pretty good, really. Well, Vancouver's longtime fitness giant Nautilus announced Tuesday that it has sold its Nautilus brand, though it will keep the company name for now. The business, which also owns Bowflex, Schwinn, and Journey, is putting all of its efforts into these three core brands. Now, the $13 million sale included the Nautilus brand trademark assets and related licenses. The company said it used the proceeds from the sale to pay down part of a term loan. Now, the company declined to say who exactly acquired the brand, and that's a part of the deal. However, the fitness business has a license back, meaning it is able to use the Nautilus brand and sell its remaining Nautilus inventory. Now, as for the future of the company's name, no announcements have been made regarding a definitive plan. Now, Nautilus employs 417 people, including 260 in the Vancouver area. The sale, they said, does not impact staffing. They own Schwinn? They own Schwinn. I didn't know that. I didn't know Schwinn was still a company. Let me tell you a story about Schwinn. I had a Schwinn (laughs) Continental 10-speed bicycle when I was a teen, and I rode that thing everywhere all over all over in fact I, I took it to college with me in fact you and really? had, it, had it in college and thing last me it was so it, it was a workhorse ah oh. my, ah, my first... schwinn continental did it have a, a little bell ring ding it, ding? it did not it was burgundy red though was burgundy the color red. yes oh david I you were just bike. a man on campus I with that i love schwinn. that schwinn continental uh where was i oh sports yes That'd be a good spot. i better go to move to sports here uh, run for the Roses tomorrow at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. 
fastest horses in the world competing in the 149th Kentucky Derby. You may remember last year, an 80-to-1 underdog, Rich Strike, shocked the field. And who anybody who bet on Rich Strike uh, struck it rich because 80-to-1 odds, that was pretty good. Uh, college baseball winds down to the final weeks of the regular season. Both nationally ranked Oregon and Oregon State open important three-game series this evening. Beavers are at home to host Utah. First pitch tonight from Goss Stadium at Coleman Field, 535. Ducks are in Los Angeles this weekend to face USC. Their game tonight gets started at 630. University of Portland has the weekend off. Pilots will play again next Tuesday evening when they take on Oregon State at Ron Tonkin Field in Hillsboro. David, I have a very important sports question for you. Yes. The Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get your mind on this. I need to know. All right. Is this the race where I need to put on my hat and drink mint juleps? Yes. This is the one. I think this is the one. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's the Triple Crown. There's the Belmont and the Preakness. And I think they all have their little their vibe. Thing. Yeah, their thing that they do. But is I this think the you're one right. where they sing also? Uh, my my old Kentucky home. My I old think, Kentucky home. I believe I don't is, know the uh, words to yeah. that one. Yeah, I believe okay. that's correct. I'm not a big horse racing well, guy, but I that's such have, an iconic race. That, I, yeah. I have a perfect horse racing hat because I I had a hat and my mom decorated it with all kinds of flowers. I went to the Del Mar opening day races oh, years yeah. ago, uh, but I kept the hat, so nice. I'll be ready. But yeah, the mint julep is the big, the the big, mint julep. The big drink as well. Well, after St. Faustina recorded her numerous encounters with Jesus in her diary, there stood out four primary pillars of the Divine Mercy devotion. These pillars are often separated, but should be joined together to make a complete whole. Now, the four pillars are first, the Divine Mercy image. Now, Jesus revealed the image of Divine Mercy to St. Faustina in a vision that occurred in her cell in the convent. Now, during St. Faustina's lifetime, her spiritual director, Father Michael Sepoko, commissioned an artist to paint an image of Jesus based on Faustina's description. Next, it is the Divine Mercy Sunday. Jesus spoke to Faustina about his desire to establish this feast in 1931. He said, I desire that there be a feast of mercy. I want this image, which you will paint with a brush, to be solemnly blessed on the first Sunday after Easter. That Sunday is to be the Feast of Mercy. Thirdly, it is the Divine Mercy Chaplet. One of the devotions that Jesus revealed to Faustina was the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And he said to her at the hour of their death, I defend as my own glory every soul that will say this chaplet or when others say it for a dying person, the indulgence is the same. When this chaplet is said by the bedside of a dying person, God's anger is placated. Unfathomable mercy envelops the soul and the very depths of my tender mercy are moved for the sake of the sorrowful passion of my son. And then lastly, the fourth pillar is the hour of mercy. In St. Faustina's vision, Jesus requested that we reflect on his suffering and death at the three o'clock hour and call upon his mercy. He asks us to pray for his mercy upon others with the stations of the cross when possible, adoration before the blessed sacrament, or just a brief stop into a church during the hour of great mercy. Here at Mater Day Radio at three o'clock, right. we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On May 11th at 7 o'clock p.m., it is the Archbishop's Lecture Series, The Gift of Liturgical Wisdom of Pope Benedict XVI. They are gathering at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Now, the Archbishop's Lecture Series offers all people of the Archdiocese of Portland the opportunity to reflect with distinguished Catholic intellectuals, authors, and scholars on compelling topics concerning Catholic faith and its relationship to the modern world. This is a free event, but please RSVP. The guest lecturer is Dr. Roland Millar from St. John Paul II Foundation. His topic, the gift of the liturgical wisdom of Joseph Ratzinger, that is Benedict the Sixteenth. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on Horses of Hope. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Memorial Day Mass is scheduled for May 29th. As Americans, this Memorial Day, we will remember those who died in the service of our country. I'm Marie Henry, Associate Director of Cemeteries and Funeral Services at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Cemeteries. I would like to invite you to join us in prayer on Memorial Day, May 29th. Memorial Day Mass will be held on the sacred burial grounds of our Catholic cemeteries. At 9 a.m., Reverend Peo Dayton will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene, at 10 a.m., Bishop Peter Smith will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Portland. And at 10 a.m., Archbishop Alexander Sample will begin Mass at Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. For additional details, you may visit Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services website at ccpdxor.com. I hope you will join us this Memorial Day. Together, we can be united in faith as we worship, remember, and celebrate legacy. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 844 at Mater Day Radio. We got about a 50% chance of rain today, high of 59 degrees. That decreases to 30% overnight tonight, low of 48. And then for Saturday and Sunday, both about a 40% chance of rain, high right around 62 degrees. The big question is, is am I going to be able to get out in my backyard and do a little bit of gardening? Oh, I think so. 
a little time in between showers. Yeah, I, I think you're going to be in good shape. Probably, actually, if you're gardening, probably pretty pleasant because it's not too hot. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I'll let uh, you know how that turns out. Okay. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 52 degrees at St. Therese Church in Portland. And I am back now with Monica Dodge. Monica is the executive director of Horses of Hope, Oregon. They have a beautiful facility in Turner, Oregon. And on this wonderful ranch, you'll find a dedicated group of trainers and horses helping fill the needs of a diverse group of people. Monica is joining me today to talk more about their facilities and an upcoming event with the whole community is invited to support them in. Good morning, Monica. Thanks so much for staying with me today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Well, Monica, for our listeners who maybe missed part of our first interview, remind our listeners again about your program and how horses are really used to help those in need. Well, horses in our program through um, therapeutic horseback riding um, can help our participants with sensory integration, behavior, language, uh, sensory motor skills, physical strength and development, posture and balance and mobility, uh, we actually have a participant that started with us about six months ago, and over a four- to six-week period, she went from not walking to be able to walk on her, on her own. Wow. Now, explain to our listeners how strength like that can be developed by learning horseback riding. Well, the horse is really interesting because they... Um, have a bilateral movement, just like humans have. And so as they move, um, we move with the horse, which then builds your muscles and your core and your hips to create that um, strength that a lot of people need in order to balance how they walk and um, how they uh, ride the horse. That's incredible. Um, And now, Monica, in our first half hour, too, we talked about people with different physical limitations. Are you able to help those who are maybe, you know, wheelchair-bound for different reasons? Are they still able to, through your services and equipment, be able to really interact well with the horses? Yes, they can. So we actually are really um, grateful for the fact that we were able to purchase a lift, which allows us to basically... um, put the um, participant within the lift system and put them over and onto the horse. Um, The only people we can't serve is those that don't have any kind of strength. Mm -hmm. However, we are working um, to get a special saddle that will um, alleviate that, that group of people not being able to participate. Well, services like that and especially specialized equipment, those all come at a cost. And you're asking the community today to join in and help support this incredible program. You have the Denim and Diamonds event. It's coming up. Tell our listeners about it. Yes, Denim and Diamonds is our annual dinner and auction, and it's held here at our barn facility. So we get to transform our barn into a wonderful Um, location to have people come in and enjoy some live music and just have a good time with their their friends and and see some of the participants and go around and meet some of the horses. We use this um, we use this event to raise the majority of our money that we use to pay our staff feed our horses and keep our lights on throughout the year. 
Oh, and it is so important to be able, I think, to continue services for those who have come such a long way and still need more support. Well, to be able to support Horses of Hope is so very, very important. Uh, Monica, for people who are listening now, maybe know somebody, a family member or somebody in their community who they think would really benefit from the services that you provide. Are there opportunities for people to tour your ranch, learn more about your programs, and, uh, and, and maybe learn more about how, well, horses could be a part of that help? Yes, they certainly can. They can actually contact our scheduling coordinator, Jolene, and she would um, tell them all about the way that we bring in new participants and how that process works, and then we do a meet and greet when the spot opens where they get to come in, learn more about the program, meet the horses, and kind of a special, they get to actually feed one of the horses during that meet and greet, um, which is a nice, good connection for the participants to have. Um, And again, Monica, what are the ages of your, your clients that you're able to help? We currently serve those um, age 2 to 84. Um, we don't limit the age of our participants except for no one under the age of 2. Okay. Oh, well, that is fantastic to know. And what a great program that you all are doing down there for listeners who are interested maybe in participating in the Denim and Diamonds Dinner and Auction or just to find out more about your program. Where can they go online to find out more? Yeah, if they go to our website, it's horsesofhopeoregon.org, and right at the very front of the page, it'll have a um, link that says purchase tickets here, and they can go there to actually um, buy their tickets, learn more about the event, um, or they can scroll through if they're looking to learn more about our programs. They can go to the top title bar and... um, just basically click on what they want to learn about and they can learn about our staff and our horses and our programs. Oh, well, it is a wonderful uh, website. I was on there today. The pictures are fantastic. It just makes you want to go down and just spend a little time with those horses. So it's wonderful that uh, to be able to talk with you today more about it. And again, really thank you so much for all that you do for those that you serve. You're welcome. It is our pleasure to be able to be in service to those that need us. Oh, thank you again. And that is Monica Dodge. She's the executive director of Horses of Hope, Oregon. Now, I will add the information that Monica was just talking about and links to her webpage and also access to the Denim and Diamonds event coming up. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Friday morning. Well, we have a great lineup of local programs throughout the week here on Mater Day Radio. In fact, if you go to our website, click on the programming page, you can print out a program schedule. Just listen to this lineup. Blazing the Trail, Living Stones, Voice of the Shepherd, Live with Passion, and View from the Pew. You know that program very well. So again, some great locally produced programs that you can hear right here on Mater Day Radio. Go to the website, click on the programming page, see the schedule, print it out, 
put it right up there on your refrigerator. You know exactly what's happening here on Mater Day Radio, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. It's Mater Day Radio's programming schedule on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. Well, looking outside, uh, kind of what you see is what you're going to get this weekend. Cloudy skies, 50 to 40% chance of showers right on through the weekend. Highs will be in the low 60s, lows right around 48, 49, 50 degrees. So, eh, you know, that's, bad. that's okay. 52 degrees in the Rose City right now. All right, I'm ready for the weekend. This will help you get it started. Here is Crowder featuring Mandisa. Let it rain. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Is there anybody's
That is Crowder with Mandisa and Let It Rain. Hopefully just not too much this okay. weekend. It's 8.59 at Monterey Radio. That's David and Brenda with you on the morning blend, wrapping it up for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you to all of our guests and all of our wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for being with us this weekend. Yeah, what an incredible week. It looks like we got a great spring weekend ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out and scrape moss off of my back patio. <laughs> Good luck with that, yes. Uh, I think you'll be fine. I don't okay. think it's going to rain too much. All right, I'll yeah. be ready. I'll let you know if there's a problem. Thank you. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed weekend.